unfortunately has become quite a habit tradition maybe to record on a monday night which fucking sucks because the next day is the day i'm supposed to release it so i'm always like panicking and freaking out usually sunday mornings are my day to decompress you know chill the fuck out record an episode in the morning you know feel good but now i've had some busy sundays so i've just been recording on mondays and i'm always telling myself i'm gonna do it right after work i'm gonna do it right after work but haven't done that and now it's it's i always record it like around midnight so here we are sometimes i feel like i thrive on a schedule and sometimes i feel trapped like really inhibited by having a routine and it's been a really weird balance for me lately because i'm trying to figure out like to what degree can i have things planned out and to what extent does it feel robotic because for me personally i feel really dehumanized when i'm put into a specific routine i thought i always needed routine and structure to thrive and a lot of people are that way and i think for the majority of my life like probably until a year ago i thrive on an extremely busy schedule like cutthroat like really tight regimen like i I needed like that military structure but ever since i started my job like i feel so routine and mundane and i'm trying to find like a good balance um i'm trying to work out every other day and you know that's a routine that i have i already have my routine my like job so that's like from nine to five like every day i have to do already and then on fridays that's my thrift days like i clock out well i don't like clock out but i turn off my computer and i drive over get a shitty coffee from duncan and that here's the thing about duncan it's such a hit or miss and it is honestly truly the most toxic relationship that I keep in my life and I'm not doing anything about it because like I love the unpredictability god damn is that a word unpredictability unpredictableness I like the uncertainty of it I love it I thrive for it and it's so toxic and shitty because I know that it's either going to be really good or really bad and it's the high highs and the low lows and I'm just here for it I got a matcha latte. I have never had matcha anything but ice cream. And that's something I'm really trying to break into, into that space, because it's just a cleaner version of caffeine, because it has, it's very natural, right? Like it's like derived from the earth. It has a very like earthy taste to it. It's very herbal. And I'm really trying to get into like the ceremonial grade matcha, which is like super like god tier very very clean for you and you know coffee has a lot of sugar and like other properties that are not necessarily super healthy for you look at me being all healthy i am on a health grind i have been meal prepping for the last three weeks i don't know if you just heard my stomach right there but i just fucking hope you didn't (laughs) i just ate some thai chicken with peanut satay sauce that i made and so that's why my tummy is gurgling up in here meal prepping saves you so much money it's truly the best and you feel like you have your shit together because Sunday's my meal prep days and I just sit there and I fucking hate cooking but I get out of the way and then I, I love leftovers I love reheating food and eating it because I don't like to cook and it's just it's easy and I don't want to eat out anyway 
I love getting my coffee. I love going to Dunkin'. The matcha there was god awful. That's what I was talking about. They gave me like this matcha latte, <clears throat> matcha latte, unmixed. All of the powder was at the bottom, and I didn't know that. Like unbeknownst to me, I take a big fat fucking sippy, and it was all like chalky. I almost choked in my mouth from matcha as I was driving over to the fucking Goodwill store. It was horrible. I looked at the bottom of the cup. None of it had been mixed properly. Obviously, they didn't fucking like me. It was such a shit show. But here's the thing. I still liked it. I still liked it because it had some like sweet cream foam or whatever on top. I, I, I liked it. And I think that I'm not like turned off by matcha at all, even though that was my first matcha experience, because even through the bad, I did see the good. I was like, you know what? I know that they're fucking it up because it's Duncan, but I can see the potential and I can see how it would be good literally anywhere else, like literally anywhere else. It's not even that like Duncan is that much cheaper either because it's honestly not anymore. Like the coffee that I usually get is like four seventy nine, and I'm pretty sure that's a small or a grande or whatever the fuck the Starbucks sizes are. I remember I went to Starbucks once and I was like, oh, can I get a small water? And they're like, the grande water? Or the venti water, whatever the fuck it's called. And I was like, you know what I mean? Like, cut the bullshit. Like, it's really not that deep. Like, you're dumb. You're still getting paid $9 an hour, you dumb fuck. Give me the fucking small coffee, the small water. Anyway, I go to the Goodwill store. I thrift. It's a good time. I love it. That is, like, what I look forward to. And I do that on Friday nights because hot tip... If you didn't realize, Goodwill and all thrift stores are fucking bopping on the weekends. And I've recently developed shopping anxiety and it's not fun. It's not great. It's exactly what it sounds like. I just don't like when there's a lot of people in the store. It really freaks me out. I don't, I don't, I feel claustrophobic. Like I don't want to have to fight you to get to something. Like I just, I like showing up to places and just shopping with ease and nobody's there. That's why I do all of my Aldi runs 10 minutes before it closes, five minutes before it closes. Cause I know exactly what I want. I go in, I come out, but can we quickly just talk about how Goodwill literally saved my life? Like I mean, not just Goodwill, but just thrift stores in general, thrifting as a concept, like, has saved my life. I have always, like, not always been a thrifter, but I have been thrifting since, like, high school. But I think that this period of my life, after I graduated college and started my job, I started going thrifting even twice a week sometimes. Like, literally every single week at the minimum. Everybody at the Goodwill store knows me, my local Goodwill store, even this one um, guy was so cute like I was in like the glassware section and I saw like these really cool like um, light bulbs so I was going to purchase one of them and I was like picking it up and just like looking at it I was like oh like this is cool and this guy came up to me and he was like hey and I was like hi and he's like oh, I just bought like six of those like light bulbs aren't they so cool and I was like yeah like these are awesome and he was like a much 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 older man like he was definitely like 70 or something but he was like really kind and he was like, I see you in here a lot. And I was like, oh, like, yeah, I try to come at least once a week, you know. And he's like, yeah, me too. Like, good seeing you around. Like, I'll see you later. And I was like, okay, yeah, bye. Like, he was just giving all the vibes, all the love. And um, all the cashiers there call me baby. And I just feel, I feel so safe there, honestly. And thrifting has just acted as such an escape for me, like, in this past, like, 
time that I've spent in Orlando, like back home, so maybe like eight months, I just feel like all of my, like the weight of the world just kind of like, it's a release. All of that kind of just like sheds away and I just get to like listen to my music or be in my thoughts and thrift and just shop it's nothing it's no stress like what am I stressed about like I'm just looking for cool finds and it brings me so much like internalized like just joy and peace and tranquility and it's just fucking awesome because like at the end of the day like you're shopping sustainable which is fucking dope and you get to find cool clothes for cheaper and you get to maybe even revamp them style them the way you want and I think fashion and thrifting and all of that just brings me such deep comfort and it's just such an outlet for me whenever I'm feeling you know depressed or anxious I just go to my local thrift store and I thrift it up and I find some good ass finds I would say probably at this point in time 60% of all the clothes I wear are thrifted and it, it truly does make me feel good I feel like shopping sustainably and not like supporting big companies or shitty companies it just makes me feel good so that's my little rant about thrifting and goodwill but truly changed my life saved my life and here's a pro tip the more you go the better you get I will say that thrifting is a skill to have an eye for certain pieces like fashion right like not everybody's a fashionable person but you can be like some people just have a natural like knack for it but it's really just about like educating yourself and like learning more about fashion learning about textile patterns colors like color theory and so it's kind of the same thing with thrifting right like you need the patience first of all you need to look at not every item but you need to know what to look for kind of like I never try to go into a thrift store wanting to find something because I know I won't find it that way but having an eye for things is different, right? Like you need to know like what you're looking at kind of, I don't know if that made sense, but it's just really cool once you get good at it because it's just easier. I remember in the beginning, I was like, this is so overwhelming. There's so much to look at. Like, I don't know where to go. And that's the thing when you get more and more into it, you know where to go, you know which sections to go to. I even learned, my sister taught me like, the colors that they have like the color of the week at goodwill like how that goes about like what colors they tag for items that come in new versus what items are old what like it's just there's such a process behind it but anyway thrifting is awesome if you're not into it i highly highly recommend it it is so rewarding like that's the thing like it's almost like you're earning your clothes right like it's like true grit you're really looking through everything and you feel that sense of satisfaction and accomplishment when you find a really fucking cool piece and you're like that's awesome like I just dug through all of the store to find that it's just a lot of gratification and I love it moving on I can't even say like I'm surprised because this is just so typical of me to go off on tangents but we were discussing routine and Although it is helpful to have a routine, as we were mentioning, and as I've mentioned, I have my own somewhat of a routine, it does feel a little bit robotic at times. Like I'm doing these things on autopilot and it kind of freaks me out. Like the thrifting part, I always look forward to that, to be honest, but everything else just seems so fraudulent sometimes. Like I'm just doing these and I'm existing, but I'm not really living life. And that just kind of leads into the second pillar of it all, which is productivity. I don't know if this 
term is already coined but as toxic positivity exists like I think toxic productivity is a huge thing in my life personally I always find myself like giving myself shit for not doing enough so for instance if all I do in a day is work and I don't do anything else I don't work out or I don't go on a walk or I don't even go outside because I work from home I work from home then I'll beat myself up over it and I'll get angry at myself and be like you didn't even do anything today and that deep desire to accomplish things and do things is like it just stems from a place of like needing to live life like needing to do things because I'm in my prime in my youth or whatever it is and like live your life kind of thing and that's again like toxic productivity like not every day you have to be productive and that's something that I definitely need to be more mindful of and like really like not beat myself up over because if you just lay in bed all day one weekend you should not feel guilty about it and I find myself feeling guilty for not doing anything and not being social for a weekend and be like well I already work from home Monday through Friday and if I don't go out on the weekend then I'm not living my life I'm not being my best self it's like well you can be both though you can be living your life and doing things just on your own not everything has to be lit and fun and social like you can just be alone you can just spend time with yourself and sometimes you need time to do nothing and can I just say that I'm so glad daylight savings just happened because or just ended and truthfully I am a summer baby like I love the summer I love the spring mostly the summer I love the long nights because I feel like I just have more time to do things the sun sets at 7 38 love it live for it and I feel like I can do more things in the day that when I get off of work, I still have time to make the most of my day if I want to. And the reason I hate the winter so much is because first, I don't like the cold, but second, because of daylight savings, by the time you're like out with work or you're done doing some errands or whatever, it feels like you've lost so much of your time since the sun sets at like 5.15, 5.30, it's like pitch black outside. And I feel as though... I've lost a full day of things that I could otherwise be doing something else. So I just, I feel like the productivity level is low and it's discouraging. Productivity, routine, and having a social life. Like this trifecta, and it's important to find a balance between all of them to keep your life stable. And I think the social aspect is one that I'm also particularly struggling with at the moment because I've I've never really understood social battery and like recharging your social battery and all this stuff until I graduated college. Maybe it's just me getting old. Maybe I'm just becoming just someone that doesn't want to go out anymore because I just fucking did that all of college. But truly social battery impacts so many aspects of my life. I think the best way to think about it is that analogy that people use to describe introverts versus extroverts, right? Like, let's say you have a bag of coins. Each time that an extrovert talks to somebody, they gain coins. And each time an introvert talks to somebody, it's like they're giving away their coins. And, you know, at the end of the day, extroverts have more coins and more money. And whereas introverts have nothing, like they're, they're emptied, their pockets are literally empty because they've used up all their coins to talk to people and do certain things. So kind of using that same idea, 
that's how I feel with social battery. Like if I know I'm going to be doing something, let's say I have a trip coming up in two weeks, then the two weeks prior to that, like leading up to the trip, I'm not going to want to do a single thing because I'm charging because I know that I'm going to have to do something in two weeks, which technically I guess doesn't really make that much sense because it's still in two weeks. And so like, why do I have to like not do anything because I'm doing something? You know what I mean? Like I shouldn't have to think that way. Like, okay, I have to save my coins because I'm using my coins in two weeks, but that's just how my social battery for me at least works. And that's just what I've been finding myself doing lately. I've just been laying low because for me, I have some upcoming trips this month, a lot back to back actually. And so I'm just kind of laying low and not really doing much because I know that I'm going to be doing a lot in the future. And I don't really know what to call that other than social battery, because in no way do I think I'm an introvert because I'm definitely not. (laughs) But I think, you know, extroverts can still have introvert tendencies or just, I mean, extroverts don't always have to be extroverts all the time, right? Like, you can still be a little bit more recluse if you want to, but I don't really know how that works. So ultimately, I guess the point I'm trying to make here is that you should be aware of social battery. It might not impact you, but it may impact people that you are friends or family with. And a big reason why people say, you know, no to things aren't because they don't like you necessarily, but because recharging social battery, anxiety, just, you know, life in general. So just keeping that in mind is just important, I guess. And, you know, life is really all about balance, right? Like, everything in moderation. If you want to shake your ass on a Saturday night at downtown Orlando shots, you should be able to. You should be able to. But also, you could maybe chill the fuck out on Sunday. Or if not, if you want to have a Sunday fun day, balls to the wall, go to McQueen's at 4 p.m., girls drink free, haven't done it, want to do it, you could do that too. I know some people that do not have such a concept of social battery at all. They can just go, 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 go. That's awesome. That's great. I'm just not that way, especially as I'm getting older. Like, it's true. Like, your body really does catch up to your actions. And I feel like I could do benders in college and now I mean I'm sure I could but it's like I just know too much now like I'm at that age where I'm like I know better and I just know that I don't want to feel that way anymore so I'm good because there's no real responsibilities when you're in college like oh you're gonna miss your 8 a.m on Monday that's crazy but like I can't miss my 8 a.m at work you know like that's completely different like when your career is on the line versus your attendance in a class like your priorities really shift and I think becoming an adult is so scary sometimes because I look at decisions that I made like maybe a year ago and they're so drastically different than the decisions that I make now and sometimes makes me sad because I'm like oh I wish I could be like a college kid with no real responsibilities forever but with responsibility also comes a different kind of fun because I'm not like broke as fuck. Like I can actually do things that I want to do. Like all my friends and my friend group are doing like travel birthdays, which is so cool. And I don't think I could have afforded that or like planned my own birthday or like attended other people's if I didn't have like a stable career and job. So, you know, it's everything in moderation, right? Like it's literally give and take. Yeah, I'm not living this crazy, extraordinary college life anymore, but 
I have a, I cut it back, dial back the go now and stuff a little bit more. Add a little stability, add a little fucking respect for myself. <laughs> and now I get something that is sustainable and fun. So it's like I can do both and I'm not going to be super broken hungover. So being an adult has its has its things. And lately I've been so stressed about like how many things that you have to pay for and do as an adult. This is my first year filing for taxes. I feel like I'm going to fuck it up. I feel like the IRS is going to come after me and that's going to be scary. But like car insurance, fucking taxes, phone bills, rent, this, that, the other, like being an adult is a lot. And I recently had to get my license registration and I had to like do all of that. And for one year it was like $250. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, are people paying all of this? I guess it's because it's my first time with the title transfer and I got a customized license plate because why the fuck not? And you have to pay yearly. But me being the bitch that I am, I was like, oh, it's only $60 for a year for a custom license plate sign me the fuck up so in 60 to 90 days I will be driving a custom license plate which I am not going to say on the podcast not because I don't want to be tracked or for security reasons but because it's too cool and if you're going to see it in person that's the only way you're going to see it and you don't deserve to know about it via the pod come see me bitch Come see me in my 2013 navy blue Honda Accord that's all you need to know you know every other detail about my car I even have a little his name is um, Raphael. He is like a pinata situation car air freshener that dangles. So you can easily find me. And then I have a little stuffed unicorn on the back. So on the, the rear view window, you can see her. She's sitting there. I forgot her name, but let's call her Ella because I like that name. So yeah, it's a good time there. So to be honest with you guys, I know I've been telling you about my like routine, my workout grind or whatever. Today was the first day I actually went to the gym. I've been working out at my friend's home gym and it's actually really awesome. She has a lot of like weights and there's a lot of variety there, but I actually went to a gym and if you know me, you know I fucking hate gyms. I get bad, 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 bad gym anxiety. Went today and it was awesome. It was great. Everyone was doing their own thing, you know, no, I didn't feel like anyone was like looking at me weirdly or like, it was just really cool. There was nobody super intimidating at this specific gym that I went to. There's not like those frat bros or those bodybuilder. It was just like, it was just a bunch of people just trying to get their pump in, right? Like it wasn't no people were like slamming the weights on the ground after they like do a deadlift, like none of that intimidating shit, which was really nice. And I was like, I can do this. I can sign up for a gym membership. But yeah, I did that and I'm proud of myself and now I am so exhausted. I'm like falling asleep. I feel like everything I'm saying is like jumbled and kerfuffled and this podcast too is just fucked and I hate the content I'm putting out this week, but it's what I got. Sorry, I'm not going to whip out Hinge because fun fact, never deleted it. And I have been on it in search of content and because... I just feel like it. And let me tell you, I'm wildly disappointed. I'm wildly... Men, step up your game. It must be such a blessing to be a male in this world because you have so many beautiful women to choose from. Where are the beautiful men? 
where are the beautiful men? And I'm sorry if you're a man and you're listening to this, but truthfully, if we were going to line this up and it was going to be like, I don't know if there's a real statistic out there because it's very objective, but subjective. But if there was like a number, like a ratio between like really cute girls to cute guys, like it's just fucked. It's completely outnumbered. The women are, the amount of beautiful women in the world outnumber the amount of beautiful men by tenfold. That's a statistic that I just made up and it seems true. It seems real. Like the ratio's fucked. Fuck that ratio. Anyway, I'm going to wrap it up here because I'm up to no good at this point. Sorry I've wasted 21 minutes of your time. Going to wrap it up here and say thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to this shitty ass episode. I'm going to do better. I'm going to get into a little bit of a routine, but not too much of a routine and try to record on Sundays where I have more of a headspace, a brain space, but truly like this podcast, my head is empty. So with that, I hope you guys had a great week and I hope you guys have a great week up ahead and I will talk to you soon. Good night.